Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. This is CBD-infused coffee that not only tastes incredible, but it can relieve everyday aches, pains, anxiety, migraines, and so much more. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2018 at checkout and you will get it shipped straight to your door. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. McKinnon. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. the masses out there and welcome in to the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We are also presented by the Little Pub Company today. We are down here at one of their many fine establishments. We're here in Lakewood. We are down at, at one of our favorite, favorite spots overflowing. That's, that's, that's only science holding that in place. One of our favorite places not not only to come record, but just in general. General, we are down here at Piffler's. Yep. We were given the option of where to go, and we were like, we're going to Piffler's. Piffler's, immediately. They said, any one of the little Piffler's and Piffler's. Uh, so yeah. that's where we're at. We, we just enjoyed a, yet another delicious meal uh, during the first period before we started recording. And now here we are. I'm Jesse Montano. He's AJ Hayfley. And... Uh, and we're here. First intermission. What up, fam? Avs, Jets. Gabe Landeskog kind of saved that from being a total disaster of a period as the Avs dominated. The Avs absolutely dominated, but Ian Cole looks like he's never played in the NHL before tonight. And uh, and, and the Avs are down 2 to nothing at one point. Gabe Landeskog gets one back on the power play to make it 2-1. to one. But really, this was a period where, where it was all Avs for... for Huge stretches of this game. AJ, what you think? Uh, I mean, I think you I can, gotta raise. You can my raise mic. that up a yeah. little bit. You're gonna hurt your back. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to adjust and like get comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, okay, much better. Uh, you know they. It's kind of the same stuff that we've seen over the last few weeks. You know, uh, solid play. Betrayed by one mistake here, one mistake there, and ends up in the back of your net. Like, how many how many blown coverages happen in a, in a hockey game, in a 60-minute hockey game? <laughs> like, lots for both teams. Like, they happen all the time. The game's too fast. There's too much going on. It's too normal. And two blown coverages in the first period, and they, they end up in the back of your net. And it's just like, it's brutal, man. It's That's the stuff that frustrates you because... It's totally avoidable. <laughs> well, and uh, obviously, but like that's where it's like, come on, Grubauer. Oh, come on! Can you please just make one save on a breakaway for once? I mean, they're, they're showing I, they're I showing the replay right now. I don't normally get on any kind of goaltenders. So, so look at this right here. Ian Cole has what, fifteen feet on Matthew Perot. Oh, that's a bad read. That's are you are you kidding me with that? And you're gonna put that on Philip Grubauer? Get out of here! What's both of those goals are on Ian Cole the whole way for me? Yeah, they're not for me. That's not that, that first one. That's that's that first one. That first one is it's a breakdown in the communication between Nemeth Cole and Nieto. All three no, of those that's, guys that's, screwed that up. That's horrible awareness. That's horrible awareness. Me and Cole. Ian Cole never even sees Matthew Perot. And he's got 15 feet on him at the red line. Come on. Ian Cole is supposed to be the veteran that was brought in to bring some stability, and you're making plays like that? Pick your head up. Yeah. Be aware of where you are on the ice. All right, calm down, Chief. That's brutal. Take, That's it, br- take it down a notch. No. 
his that, his his that's that's brutal covering coverage covering and, nobody in particular in front of the net on the PK is way more egregious than three guys not being able to communicate. From from that a- angle, you you notice Ian Cole never even look up, and that's horrible awareness. And that's the kind of stuff you cannot have well, when you're in this kind of slump. I mean, uh, that's uh, I, I'm watching that. They're both looking at the puck carrier at the same time, and I don't know why one of them isn't shouting at the other well, one well, and saying, "Hey, Nieto," because was. Nieto's pointing at him and he's yelling at him, and Patrick Nemeth never looks that guy's way either. Mm-hmm. And it's like neither one of those players like. In that situation, I don't have any issue with Cole being the guy to take the puck carrier because he's got the angle on him. He has the angle on him, and and Nemeth has all day to just drift on over. And all that all that has to happen is for them to just be like, "Hey, you take that guy. I'll take that guy." Neither one of them do it, which but, is why I'm saying this is a this is not just Ian Cole being Ian like, Cole actively oh. skated away from Matthew Perot on that. Yeah, because he has the angle on the puck carrier. N- Nemeth already has him squared up. It's how, a two-on-two. Two. You know that guy's pulling up. That guy's not driving to, to the net. All they have to do is just sort out who's taking who. And they didn't do it. They both right. took the same guy. Right. Which it, for me, that's on both guys. It is. So, it's, for me, this is just a it's bad defense, man. It's just a breakdown in communication. They didn't, they, didn't, and, they didn't say anything to each other. Both of those guys made mistakes. And, and that's horrible awareness from, it's, from, from both I mean, Ian and, Cole and, and, and Matt. That's the kind of thing that's, that's Patrick Nemeth. ripped them up. How many how many shots have they did they give up at even strength that period? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Not many. It wasn't many. Like we're pretty comfortable with the fact that it, they gave up what I I think seven or eight total in that period, and we're kind of flying blind here because we don't have anything in front of us. Right. But like not much, and that's you know, and the one that they do give up is that high quality, and, and that's that's the frustration is that they. They play a twenty-minute period. They outplay Winnipeg pretty thoroughly in that first period. Yeah. Like pretty, it's it's easy to say they pretty thoroughly outplayed the Jets there, especially at evens. And it did not translate on the scoreboard again. You know, this is this is the I'm trying to remember which of their home games recently it was that they had a. Really good first period, and they were down 2-1, 2 nothing. Sharks. Yeah, there you go. The Sharks game. The one that totally got away from them. And, and again, it was another situation where that, that game, they gave up two even strength shots in the first. And I'd be willing to bet it was pretty close to that again here. Two, maybe three. Uh, um, but, but so then let's, let's jump forward then. The abs take a penalty. And you said it while we were sitting here. Probably the best 45 seconds you can ask for out of a penalty kill then the next words out of your mouth were, but I have zero confidence in this last minute going anything like that. And, and Ian Cole decides he's just going to chill and just watch what's happening well, he's, from he's the ice. He's directing traffic, and while doing that, completely forgets that Kyle Connor is just standing there. And it was like, dude, maybe worry less about directing what everybody else is doing and cover your dude. And then... Start pointing and yelling at folks. That's like that's like driving your car into the middle of an intersection, parking it, and then trying to tell people where to drive from there. It's it's useless. You're 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 hurting just as much as you're helping. And that that those kinds of plays you see it all the time, and I think those drive me more crazy than anything else. Because yeah, it's okay, so you're you're not taking away that that cross seam pass, and you're not covering the guy out front. You're, who are you covering? You're not covering anyone. Nine to five, even strength shots. Colorado's advantage. So they gave up five, five even strength shots. Wow. So they only got two shots on that power play, really? Well, they scored. That they on scored it. on, right? So the first forty-five seconds, they couldn't even get in the zone. Yeah. Then they scored yeah. on it not long after. So. Yeah. So so. Ian Cole, blown coverage, blown yeah. communication twice. <clears throat> Eleven eight scoring chances, six four high danger chances, all in favor oh, of Colorado. Okay. Six so, four and high danger chances for one period. Those both of those numbers are way higher than they will be for the rest of the game. <laughs> and and yet you're down. Yeah. So this is a situation where, where you know those guys are squeezing the sticks a bit. Well, and that's one where you just like, hey, just keep going at him. Just keep going at him. 
You know, just keep doing what we're doing. We'll break through. It'll be fine. Because that period at even strength, Ian Cole, 13-2. Corsi for, Corsi against. That goal that he was on the ice the, that with, with Nemeth, one of two shot attempts that the Jets had while he was on the ice. Well, the Avs had the puck the whole time otherwise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, your process, by and large, is, is nails in the first and, period. And you're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. And you'll break through. You'll get there eventually. For me, this is where the the cliche can't play the fourth line. The cliche of we'll learn from our mistakes and let's see it. This is an identical an identical mm. situation that you had against the Sharks the other night, and the Sharks came out and completely took over in the second. <clears throat> I agree with you. You yeah. want to see a couple stops from Grubauer? Yeah. He, I, mean, you, I mean, when you're not giving up very many shots, man, you're not asking a goalie to do a whole lot. Like, you got to get a big stop or two here or there. I'm not asking the guy to be Superman, but, like, God. I mean, how many, how many breakaways are he going to continue to get beat between the legs? If I, was, if, I was, if I was on a breakaway against him, that's what I would be doing because that's where he gets beat consistently all the time. So that's – I mean, that's – and normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't be after getting after a goalie – uh, on a breakaway because, like, hey, you know, there's it, – it requires a pretty significant breakdown to get to that point anyway that he had nothing to do with. But, like, right. you need stops like that from your from your goalie every once in a while. I mean, you need that guy to how – many, how many breakaways has Colorado not scored on in the last month? Right. It seems like they've had a whole bunch of them. They haven't scored on almost any of them. Maybe none. I don't remember the last one. So, it's <laughs> – Right, like you're even. I can see like the the hamster wheel running in your head trying to figure it out, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm at a loss. It's been forever. Probably the Florida game because the Florida <laughs> game feels like when everything started to go bad. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. But like, if you're looking at this, and you you can draw a couple a couple conclusions from the first period. Tighten up the screws, you'll be fine. If you can continue to play that way and outplay the Jets to that level. Your fourth line's a problem. Your fourth line got caved in in the first period. Drew a penalty, though, that led to a goal. So, hey. It's just such a mishmash of players on that line right, like right there's, now. There's, there's no cohesion to that. It's Andrew Ghetto, who really needs to be a top six guy or not on your roster. It's Logan O'Connor, who needs to not be on your roster. And it's Sheldon Dries, who, as much as I like his game, honestly, he does so many little things the appeal is not hard to find. But the offense, it's, it's, it's not being driven at all. He needs, he needs help, is what I'm saying, and he's not getting any of it. And that's where you're hoping, hey, Andrew Ghetto can help him a little bit. But defensively, he's always been a sieve. You know, he's never, he's never been good in his own zone. That's a line that's not built to withstand any kind of defensive pressure whatsoever. That's a line where you're trying to steal a goal. Right. You play them seven, eight minutes a game, and you're trying to get, you're trying to sneak a goal out of a fourth line, and you just hope you don't, you know, you you take what whatever happens defensively, you just hope for the best. And in that first period, you know they got they got caved in. You got a problem. You got you have a problem. You either have to adjust the matchup, which you're not going to be able to do most of the time because right, they have the, that favor. You're on the road, or you just have to figure out how to play with nine forwards, like. You need you need to start finding ways to win games. You can't just be like, oh well, we haven't won in Winnipeg in a long time. Blah 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 blah. Second half of the season, you gotta start. You gotta start two points. You gotta get them, man. You gotta find a way. And if that means you gotta be ultra quick on on maybe shutting down a line in a game, you can't. You're already down two one. You 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 had to. You're you're down two nothing. Cut it in half. You cannot let that fourth line be a reason that you get down multiple goals again. You've got it. You've got to be careful with that deployment. So really, because the rest of the, the rest of those those three lines all had good all had a good first period. Oh, so I was about to say second line, first line. I thought were I thought really that, solid. I thought the, and the second line, you know, the Jost interference, we didn't see it. I would like to have seen it, um, but ultimately, that's a line that has a tendency to drift through games when they're not impacting it. Made a really hard working, solid first period. I'll yeah. take that. Obviously. You don't have, you don't want the penalties. The penalties have to. I mean, you, their their PK is too unreliable. 
you you can't take penalties right now mm-hmm. if you're this club. So that's bad. But other than that, man, I mean you you've got to be feeling good. Like you didn't give up much. Well, and the the third line was good too. But again, it's a comment we're always making. Someone gave me crap for it the other day when I did the grades. They're just not generating a ton of dangerous stuff. They're not forcing anybody to make saves. Right. Well, and, and like how many uh, they had what three or four plays where they passed the puck through the crease where if it had the stick been in that perfect position, it's probably a goal. Mm-hmm. But they're blind passes and guys are just throwing sticks on the ice and just hoping for the best. Right. Like you're not going to generate a lot of goals that way. You know, it's great that they had offensive zone time, that they were that they were cycling, that they were doing well, they were outworking the Jets. That's all good and well, man, but it's you've got to you've got to do more than that. Yeah. You know, the the shot attempts are going to look good. The fancy stats are going to are going to look nice, but then you dig into it and they were on the negative side of high danger and scoring chances in the first period. The third line? Yeah, and that's that's what you that's how, that's reality. Also, oh, I'm sorry. They were just on the positive side. Mm, mm. It's Eric Johnson that was negative. And that's the other thing. Your, your top pairing has to be Very a top pairing. Very on brand right now. Like, your top pairing needs to step up several notches in their play and be a top pairing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Getting ready to drop the puck here for the second. Let's dump out of here and, and see what we get. See where the ads... Uh, what version of the Avs comes out here in the uh, here in the second? BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee and Little Pub Company. We will be right back. There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and and that's just something that, you know, I I think that I bring that a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Hey, guys, before we get into the next segment, I want to tell you about a really awesome deal, another really awesome deal for BSN listeners. Look, you already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices in Colorado, but now they're delivering to anywhere in the north metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off of your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase. Download the Total Beverage app today. AJ, try number two here. Yeah. Second segment. Avs, Jets, we're here in the second intermission. Uh, it looks like the game was going to completely get away from the Avs the same exact way it did against the Sharks. But thanks to maybe some... Twitter, Jinx, Voodoo. Okay, well, first of all, Jinxes aren't real, so... Let me finish. Jinxes are real. Go ahead. What were you... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And and some some really solid play. Uh, Some some good offensive zone pressure. You're getting... uh, It's funny. I actually have a a tweet in in my mentions right now saying, sorry, guys, we're just going to have to accept the fact the Avs are a one-line team. Well, you get a goal from Carl Soderberg and another one from Ryan Graves, whose hype train might actually going off the rails soon it's moving so fast and it's so out of control second period what did you see 
It was the Sharks game. Until? Well, until I tweeted about Carl uh, Soderberg <laughs> having four points in, since December 1st. Uh, no, the Sharks game, I think, is a, is a great uh, great comparison for, for how well, the first half of that went. Yeah, because they dominate the first period. They come out of it down 2-1. Uh, they come out in the second period. The Jets come out in the second period and own play. I mean, absolutely owned play for the first several minutes of the period. And uh, they stopped owning play when they took a penalty and then scored a shorthanded goal. Cool. <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk. Because let's- that that decision by Rantanen on that coverage is a big reason why you're seeing them lose 3v3 games. The same it's the same concepts. It's the same kind of idea and for him to for him to just follow his guy blindly without paying any attention to what's going on. I mean, you freaked out on Ian Cole last segment mm-hmm. for total lack of awareness. No, and I know. I'm waiting for you to be done. But but Ranton, I mean it was the same thing, man. It was just what you doing, buddy? It's and and what's what made that one even more frustrating is go back and watch it. Tyson Berry, it what what did we say on that first one? You're not communicating. Those guys aren't right. talking. Well, and Tyson Berry. We can't yelling. see them. We can't see them communicate. Of right. course. But but what I'm saying is Tyson Berry is. We could see him here. Right. Pointing, yelling that over there. You take the right. I'm here. You have numbers back. You've got help coming. You've got all the numbers. Why are you Why are you chasing the puck like that? Right. If If Miko Rantanen stands there, the Avs probably pick that puck off and and can try another zone or, entry or. Even likelier, that pass doesn't get made, and he just rims it around. He dumps it in, and then they get they skate back and they get ready to defend another zone entry attempt. And then who knows? Like we have no idea what happens in that alternate universe. The game's completely different. Mm-hmm. And 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 Miko gets the slightest bit more of a pass than Ian Cole did because veteran non you know versus you know veteran versus non veteran sure rookie I mean, or not rookie uh, forward versus defensive there there are but but that's guy that you of, like versus no other no. guy but but what i was just about to say is that's hockey iq and that's that's horrible awareness man well and what For, frustrates that's me terrible more, not only is Barry yelling at him but he can also see the other guy coming back right there's a third abs guy going right to where he's headed and he's just like, no, oh, I'm just going to wander over here for, like, no rhyme or reason. And, and it wasn't even like he attacked the puck either. No, he just wandered over there, dude. Like, he just, like, and that's why I'm saying, like, that's the stuff that's costing them in 3v3, too. Because you right. remember, the, you remember right. the Kings game, the change that he made, where he was just like, all right, I'm good. Just, like, lollygags his way off the ice. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, dude. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and this was exactly that moment. And again, like, hate to come down on the goalie, but you've got to help him out, man. The, I'm sorry, but... The fourth one is the first one I'm going to put on group I'm myself. So- Look, I, and there's a lot of anger on for Grubauer on, it's on just, Twitter. It's just, dude, like, four goals on 14 shots is unacceptable. For sure. For sure. Like, and you can break them each down individually and be like, oh, well, what about this one? Or what about that one? And mm-hmm. that... Dude, I... You're an NHL goaltender fighting for a starting job. You can't just Olay pucks. You are not a matador. You're a goaltender. The team in front of you, like, you could say, oh, the team in front of them, this and that. The Winnipeg Jets are getting run right now. Like, they are. I'm sorry, but the Avs have taken them to the woodshed through two periods. They have outplayed them pretty significantly. And your goaltender is, I mean, you get through an entire PK where he doesn't have to do anything. They ask him to make one save, and he bats at the puck like a kitten going after a laser pointer. The fourth goal or the second goal? The fourth goal. Yeah, and it's like I, the, the, you get all the way to the end of the PK. You get all the way through. the very. You're in the last 20 seconds, and you get a low-quality scoring chance where a guy just fires a puck. And he just he's pawing at it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? There's no way in hell you see Parkle is trying to get you to do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like you can't be that bad. And that wasn't a shot where he where the guy snapped it off. He corralled it and 
Grubauer had a chance to get over. So the the fourth one, I totally agree. Uh, the, like the you, third you, one, like it wasn't even like Blake Wheeler fired a missile and it was perfectly placed or anything. It's a one timer. He's on the move, but like it's a pretty. I mean, it was a for that situation. It's kind of just a blah shot, and it's like how did he doesn't read it? He's slow to move across, and I, he doesn't get in the in the way of it. And it's like I what will the hell give you that. You we're we're right there. there with with Miko doing what he did. You know that that's where the puck is going. I don't remember who was on that rush with Wheeler. Shifley. Was it Shifley? Yeah. You know, it was he, a right-handed shot. And so he's going to what? Fire this like like weak-ass wrister that's through two guys. Right. Like So that I will say for sure, Philip Grubauer, you got to read that a little bit better that you know where the puck's going. And it's in it's what? 3 feet inside the blue line. It's not like it's right in front of him happening where he doesn't have a chance. That's that's the stuff, man. That's for me. That's the stuff that's driving me crazy is that it's it's Every single little thing about the goaltending process right now feels broken. I mean, it just, like, we can't even give Grubauer much credit for the Rangers game the other day because he faced 10 shots through the first two periods. <laughs> now, tonight, it's not like he's faced significantly more. This is another really good defensive effort by the whole team here, but they've given up four goals. Ryan Graves, uh, now two goals in his last two games. The hype on Ryan Graves is is going insane on Twitter. I love the way this kid activates off the blue line. Nine even strength shots. Sorry. I just I, I wanted to look it up. They're 19, For 19 to 9 right now in even strength shots in 5v5. Through two periods, the Winnipeg Jets have nine 5v5 he, shots. But But so here's your other thing, though. Yeah, the special teams are, are, are truly what's killing them in this game. All, all that other stuff, all the details, the small stuff, your, your special teams are, are a minus three. I guess you got one power play goal back. So that, that erases the shorthanded goal you gave up, I guess. Sure, like if you're... Right, right, right. Yeah. But you, you can't... Winnipeg's two for two, or two for three on the power play oh. and a shorthanded goal. Right. Not good enough. Not acceptable. Well, this is like, the, uh, it's like the, the Devils game last year in New Jersey where they gave up four power play goals and a shorthanded goal. Like, right. your, special teams, your special teams have to be better than this. Like, right now, the special teams are costing them games. It's not giving up a, giving up a goal and they don't get it back on the, on the power play, so they've got to get an extra one at 5v5. Right. You're talking five v five right now. They're crushing. I don't mean crushing. Nineteen to nine. They've got a nine to six advantage in high danger chances. A twenty two sixteen scoring chance advantage, which is they have it, but it's not like a ton. Like twenty two sixteen, both teams are getting a fair number of good chances there. Mm -hmm. But Hellebuck is there. Are the Abs a good team? I think so. I think it's. A, I think they're a good process team. Because you look at what's going on here, but like, and it's you know for for the last number of games now, I think you can say the Abs have been pretty clearly the better team for the majority of the game. Yeah, long like we've seen them play bad teams and outplay them, and you're like, okay, good, right? You know, like they've outplayed Chicago a couple of times. They've out they outplayed LA. They outplayed the Rangers. Great. You know, they didn't win all those games, but. You know, I talked to Ian Cole at, uh, at practice yesterday, and he said, you know, when you're in a six-game losing streak, there's a chance your process is better than those results are showing. The same way that if you're on an eight-game winning streak, there's a chance you've probably gotten away with a couple of those. Right. Like, you're not just going to go out and outplay everybody every single night. You've got to get little little breaks here and there are going to make a huge difference across an 82-game season. So I think their process has been a lot better. They've outplayed some, but that's this is where goaltending is coming in, right? And so that's it's, where I was going. Is what's so frustrating about what's happening is I feel like in a lot of instances the Avs have been the better team, even on this eight-game losing streak, six game, which well, which well, ended, which yeah. ended, but this bad stretch they're going right since since the first and, week of December, and it's and it's small things like Miko peeling away from the middle of the ice, Ian Cole not communicating right. with Patrick Nemeth. On Ian small Cole plays, covering nobody in particular, like, and, and then you can't get a stop from Grubauer. You can't get a stop from Varlamov. I'm more of wanted to see them give Francouz a start as a. You guys need to wake up. Right. There's someone. There's someone breathing down your the, neck. The big fear of giving Francouz the start is that he wins. Right. 
And then you have a problem on your hands because, oh, hey, your your AHL guy is now outplaying both of your NHL guys. Both of, you know, again, the Avs, third highest salary dedicated to the goaltender position in the NHL this year. You're supposed to have two starting caliber goaltenders. Right now you have none. And, and so, you know, you're obviously not going to replace Varlier or Grubauer with Fransuz, this year at least. It's not full-time, right. but it's, but, it's but, at the point, man, where you start. It's like, dude, and, and you've got to give that's a that message start. That's a message start of this guy's played well. He's coming in relief twice yeah. and almost won the game both times. And it's funny because even, even if the Avs do improbably come back and finish this thing off and, and win this game, you're not looking at Grubauer as a reason why. Right. Unless, unless he comes to life even and, and then, the Jets come to life in the third. Even then, he still gave a four goal through the first two periods on not very many shots on goal. He faced nine 5v5 shots on goal. Yeah. I mean, it's just not good enough, man. It's just not good enough. You could... And, and, you could say, oh, well, what if what if they were nine breakaways? Well, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. So, Ryan Graves, we, we, we had Ryan, to kind of skip away from him. I but mean, Ryan Graves has been dope. And what I like about both of his goals is that he's not hanging out on the blue line waiting for something to happen. The goal against the Rangers, did he get super dupes lucky? Yeah, absolutely he did because Matt Zuccarello just gave him the puck. And he put it into an empty net, and that was great. Like, but this this the goal tonight. He's behind the net, retrieving the puck, and then coming out. And you know, there's a mad scramble, and he just you know slides it into an open net. Great. He's essentially scored two empty net goals with the goaltender just out of position. You know, but he put himself in the right in the in he put himself in the play. He activated right. defensively. And that's something we haven't seen nearly enough from defensemen not named Tyson Berry and Sam Gerrard. We haven't seen it at all. I mean, we saw it a little bit from Ian Cole tonight, uh, which, but that's like not his thing. You know, right, You're right, not, right. if he sees an opportunity to do it and he jumps into the play, great. I don't have any issues with that. That's good. That's I mean, that's smart hockey, and that's what I like about what Graves has done. Man, it's just been smart. I mean, you can't fault any of his process. He got a he got a PK look tonight. Yeah. At the right before the fourth goal, he was on the ice for the fourth. He did everything he was supposed to be doing. He was in the right position. He did he did all of it. Grubauer just let him down. But I mean, at this point, man, you can't complain about Graves. We don't know what's going on with Zadorov. He's back. He's back. He's still here. I'm saying back in Denver. We're in Denver. <laughs> He's here in Denver with us, still skating with Sean Allaire. And then he'll probably join the team at some point on this trip, um, if you know if everything goes well. But at that point, man, Ryan Graves needs to stay. I'm so like I get Patrick Nemeth, like and and I put it out on Twitter yesterday. Hey, Patrick Nemeth, no great shakes, but he's solid and he defends the front of his net well. Like, put it out there yesterday. Showed you know charts and graphs and all that good stuff. He does that well. That's great. But at this point, like Ryan Graves has been too good. I think it was uh, our buddy Evan from uh, from Mile High Sports tweeted out today, I believe, that if Graves sticks around much longer, you're entering that waiver territory. Are you familiar enough with the rules? Is the second period's back on? We're going to dump out of here pretty quick. Third period. Third period's back Dude, on. Uh-oh, look out. Oh, well, and another and missed back. breakaway. Another missed breakaway. And that would have been 27 for Landy. <laughs> Does uh, with waivers, if they were to send him down, then call him back up the next day, does that all reset? If they send him down before waivers kick in, before the ten games or one month, whatever it is, if he, if he's down for twenty four hours, and then they call him, I call don't, back I don't up, know. Does that reset? I don't know the. I don't think so. So with as well as he has played, I feel like you'd have a hard time getting him through waivers. I'd keep him. I mean, I would just keep him and then just carry the extra defenseman. Let's dump out, see how this yeah. goes. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee and Little Pub Company. We will be right back. 
Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado Sports Network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. The biggest benefits of CBD are our, our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast, presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfleet down here at Piffler's Bar and Grill. Now at the conclusion of the Avs uh, Jets game, it's going to end up being a 7-4 loss for the Avs as Philip Rubauer couldn't find a save all night. Quick shout-out, by the way. Uh, we mentioned at the start of the show, we're down here at Piffler's. We absolutely love it here. Had some awesome food before we started recording. Awesome atmosphere. This is our favorite place to come watch. They... Uh, they hook us up. They have this back room here. It's kind of like a uh, like, like a man cave, like cliche type thing. Uh, three TVs in this one little room. Bench seating. Uh, it's awesome. We love it here. Shout out to Pifflers, Little Pub Company. Uh, always a great time when we're down here. AJ, there's still 45 seconds left. The abs, the abs mounted a... Uh, a respectable, I don't know if you want to call it a comeback, but they played really well. I mean, they, well. they entered the third period down one, right? And at one point, this was four to one, and you were kind of like, well, they're getting run. And, you know, then it gets to, it's, you go down, you you go into the third period down four three. You have a power play. You get a breakaway in the first 30 seconds. You know, a mini breakaway. It wasn't like a clean one. Mm. And, you know. You lose the game 7-4. Yeah, it's... What do you say? Well, I don't know. It's more of the same, man. I mean, you're going to blame... Can can we blame Philip Grubauer now? Like, you give up up a fifth goal on a puck that bounces through four bodies on the way, and everybody's trying to whack at it and kick at it. Wins right on Andrew Kopp's stick who, as you pointed out while we were watching it live, doesn't even get a real shot on goal. Right. He it's just throws it at Grubauer, and it goes off the inside of his what uh, his, his right, right leg. leg. If, if everything, and, it, and it goes in. If everything the same happens there and Grubauer just disappears, that puck goes through the crease. That's not even a threatening shot. That's not a shot on goal uh, w- without it hitting Grubauer. And... You can never pin games on on one player, you know. I said in, in both six, the p- six goals on twenty shots. I said it in the first and second segments. Ian Cole had horrible breakdowns. Uh, Miko Rantanen skated away from his guy. There were defensive breakdowns, without a doubt. Now, yeah, there are every game. Right, right, right. 
You know, I, I was telling you. Winnipeg had a whole bunch of them tonight. I mean, a whole bunch more than Colorado had. And, you know, I, I said I'm not going to put all of those on Grubauer in the first. I said I'm not going to put those two on him. That's a breakaway. And uh, and then, you know, Ian Cole's not. So I said I'm not going to do that. But you look at what happened the rest of the night. When your team is in control of the game, the, the game, whole game flow, you've got to make a game. save. You've got to make a save. can't play him that should be the last time he plays the rest of his road trip you can't play him again i'm sorry you just can't and he will <laughs> you know that you know that grubauer will play again on, at some point on this road trip barley will play tomorrow i i think it depends on how grubauer plays or, i'm sorry i'm sorry depends on how varley plays because we saw Philip Grubauer have that horrible start in Vancouver, then he didn't get a start for a month. But Varley was was okay. If you come out tomorrow and you get another similar performance from Varley, what do you do? Do you call up Francis yeah. to come meet you on the trip? Absolutely, you call him up and you look at both those goalies and you're like, "Hey, you guys have cost us a month worth of games," and it's not entirely their fault. It's never, it's never one person's fault. It's not. All Philip Grubauer tonight. You know, Landis Cog made a god-awful pass that turned into a turnover that created the breakaway for the sixth goal for the Jets. So, like, there's process breakdowns along the way. But at that point, you know, you're you're down 5-3. You're pressing. You know, you're you're trying to do anything you can to get back into it because you, you spent the whole game chasing because your goaltender can't make a save. You've come back... From multiple 4-1 de- deficits in the last three weeks. They did it against Arizona. They did it against San Jose. And they did it again uh, against Winnipeg tonight. Where they came back and they get they got competitive. And their goaltending just can't get them can't get them across the finish line. Which isn't it funny? We saw some great goaltending to start the year. I mean, they were excellent. They I, came in with two de facto starters. They were supposed to... Goaltending was a huge reason for the hot start that they had. For two months... They got good, they got good goaltending, and then Varley struggled. Grubauer has never really found his rhythm. There have been small patches of good games. You know, he had the good game against Montreal, and that looked like, hey, Varley's, you know, Varley's struggling. Varley's hurt. This is where Grubauer starts to take the job and run with it. And he's had some nice starts. I mean, he ended up making what twenty four saves against the Rangers, twenty three saves against the Rangers, mm-hmm. and only giving up the one goal. And it was on a breakaway. And so that's a game where you're like, hey, cool. Like, you got what you needed out of your goalie that night. He wasn't an active problem for you. But tonight it was just, it went right back to it. You know, they spent all game chasing. And yeah, they, they were a little too undisciplined. They took some bad penalties again. But, I mean, your goaltending has to help you, man. Mm-hmm. It has to help you. And there's no way that we can, we can tell the story of this, this bad stretch right now without mentioning how bad the goaltending has been. Secondary scoring, I mean, they lost a game in which Tyson Joe scored two goals. They lost a game where Carl Soderberg had two points tonight. You know, it was funny because it was like, oh, I was I tweeted out, oh, Carl Soderberg, four points since December 1st. He gets two points tonight. They lose. They lost another game in which they scored more than three goals. It's supposed to be a three-goal league. And they lose another game. They score four goals tonight and lose again. Third game that they've lost, they've scored at least four game, four goals that I can think of, just in the last couple of weeks that they've lost. The so you can't you can't say the offense isn't doing it. I mean, the offense has been a little hit or miss, but every offense is. There isn't a single offense out there outside of Tampa Bay and maybe Toronto where they're running on full cylinders and scoring three and a half goals, four goals per night, like set and forget, like it's just happening. Right. The abs kinda, hit, you just got to get saves, man. The abs hit four posts. And I think what was kind of the story of the night for me, when the Avs started pressing, you know, Landy hit a couple posts, McKinnon hits a post, Landy hits another one. The Avs are really starting to push, and Connor Hellebuck makes a goal line save. To me, that was the story of the night. You had, you had one goalie who was down, out of position, 
comes up with the save, and and Philip Grubauer can't do the same, and and that is like Philip Grubauer can't even come close to doing the same. Right. You know, and the sixth one, he he stops the breakaway. Mark Scheifele knocks the rebound out of midair and into the net. So that one, I mean, that one, what do you do? That well, one, Grubauer didn't even know where the puck was. That one, I'm not going to pin on Grubauer. That's, I'm not. I mean, the guy makes a save, but. That's an unlucky has, bounce in a very well, he, athletic play. He has play. no idea where the puck is. I have a big problem where a guy can't track a puck that's right that just hit him, and he just there's no reaction. He stops it. He closes up shop on the five hole, and then that was it. There's no follow up. He has no idea where the puck is. I do have an issue with that. Like he makes a good save, and then he completely loses it, and then Shifley makes a credit to him. If, if any of the abs had made the same play, we'd be talking about what an awesome play that was. When Landy did it against Montreal. And, right. And, and like it was an awesome play by Shifley. But, I mean, that, that Phil Grubauer had no idea where the puck was because he doesn't even react. He turns around and looks at the ref and is like, I don't know how that went in. Can you please help me? I need an adult. I had someone uh, respond in my mentions on, that, on the Andrew Kopp goal. The fifth? Yeah. Grubauer's reaction after the puck went off of him and in tells you everything you need to know about where his where his game is at mentally right now. It's in the dumpster, dude. He's looking he's looking up, he's looking up at the ceiling and he's shaking his head. I can't believe that went in. Oh my looking god. How behind is this, him on every play. How's this going? You know, I Simeon Varlama has to bail this team out again. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and 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 what's Grubauer can't play again on this trip. What's concerning about that statement is Varley's been out with an injury, and we don't we don't know if if it's flare if if the groin is flaring up again. Varley had wasn't playing well before he went down, and where I think you're going is you're trying to replace him. <laughs> you're with trying Philip to move Grubauer. on from this guy. You're trying to get rid of him. You're trying. To find a replacement because you don't want to have to bring him back because you don't want to have to sign a 30-year-old injury-prone starting goaltender for big money to multiple years. You don't – you like, they did a good job, in my opinion, of, of trying to get ahead of this thing. You know, Grubauer was the top guy available on the goaltender market last year. Everybody pretty much agreed that, that he was the top guy that was going to be available. And – they went out and they got aggressive and they went and they got him. And you, and, and the optimist side says Grubauer could still find it. So There's well, half I mean, the season I, left. Right. He has a three year deal. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Let's be realistic. They're not they're not gonna find a taker for Phil Grubauer and they're not gonna buy him out after a year. Right. But the fact of the matter is the first half of the of the season, I don't know off the top of my head how many how many of those he has started. Enough hasn't been good enough. At this point, it's been an, when it was six games, it was silly to be freaking out. Right. But at this point, it's enough. They've they've spent the last three weeks trying to get him to take the starting job, mm. and he just he won't do it. He's and and tonight is the kind of night where you're just like maybe this guy never finds it. Tonight's the night where you really start asking that question because the Arizona game I was willing to forgive. He never should have been in net for that game. That was on Bednar. Right. Three games, four nights, back to back, like. There was no way Phil Grubauer should have started that game. He got hung out to dry by a bad coaching decision. Tonight, that's not the case. Had three days off. Well, and, and even the start in Arizona, he played the night before, and he kind of got forced into that start. Or were you saying you would have started Francis in that? In, game Arizona. in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because well, because that was the second night of the back-to-back. He played well the night before against Chicago at home. The Avs' offense just was MIA that night. That was one of the few nights where you're like, look, the offense didn't do anything that night. They produced one goal that night. You're not going to win any games in the NHL doing that. Well, and that's that's been the theme is is every time the Avs haven't put both together yet in a long time. Like the Rangers game. And even that came with a huge caveat of they had 10 power play chances. They spent they spent a third of the game with a man advantage. Mm-hmm. So, like you don't even feel good about that win. Tonight yeah. One of their tonight was their most impressive team performance beginning to end in a month. And it was entirely betrayed by a couple of bad decisions and no non-existent goaltending. You can't give up you give up 21 shots on goal to the Winnipeg Jets. 
You controlled pace of the game start to finish, and you gave up seven goals. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care at all about the quality of chances against. This is all about the goaltending. Like, yes, Landis got bad play to, to spark the, the breakaway on the sixth goal. Totally. But you've got to get some help. If you, if you think that you're going to go through a game and your goaltender is totally absolved of blame just because the guys in front of him make a mistake, you're not going to win any games. Like, flat out, that's, it's a losing mentality. Your guys are going to make mistakes. Your goaltender exists for those to get bailed out. He's got to do more. I'm not even asking. You can't even make the argument you're asking him to stand on his head with 20 freaking (laughs) shots on goal. Well, we talk about all the time how much goaltending matters over over the last handful of years. And you look around the league... You know, last year that was what people said was wrong with Chicago, the goaltending. You know, Philly has had a great team for a long time, haven't gotten any goaltending. Dallas, I think, is a good example. Good team, no goaltending. Carolina has has been the team for the last number of years that's supposed to take that next step and that next leap. Goaltending has been a problem, and that's what the Avs are dealing with more than among other. It is other things, but more than anything else, in my opinion, right now. Is is they're getting some they're getting shit goaltending. There's <laughs> your goaltending is just you know I'm seeing people tonight. Oh, this team is just bad. Accept it. I, I want someone to find me a, a ten minute stretch of this game where the abs were bad. The abs, not Grubauer. The abs. You could find ten shifts. I'm sure. Like ten individual shifts. Yes. Yeah. Where where mistakes got made, and be like, oh, that wasn't great. But I'm sorry, they doubled him up in shots. You go 40 to 20 in shots on goal? You have six goals, man, with a, with a netminder. Honestly, I'm, just, I'm sitting here shaking my head. I, just know. Kind of, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how to analyze this game without just being like, hey, look, your goaltender betrayed everything else that you did. You can't even say it was score effects because the Avs dominated beginning to end. They had 21 additional shot attempts at 5v5. Just shot attempts. They had 19 unblocked shot attempts. So advantages everywhere. 15 shots on goal from the Jets tonight at 5v5. 15. Yeah, it was... It, it was uh... And they outscored Colorado 3-2 to at 5v5. Despite Colorado outshooting them 26-15... to 32 to 22 in chances, 10 to 9 in high danger chances. Again, the high danger chances is way too high. That's a problem. And that's where, that's Grubauer's one saving grace. Is that you're like, hey, look, the chances against were, they weren't a lot, but they were of the highest quality. Does it, and I just don't care that much. Because. Well, I was going to say, because that's. <laughs> you're going to give those up. To me, that's that's the breakaway in the first. And where I said, okay, I'll forgive that. Uh. You know, Ian Cole comp- covering no one again on that second goal in the first. I'll forgive that one. But how many times have we talked about that with Varley over the last few years? All right, he got into it late, and he knew he needed to come up with that save. Yeah, they're down 4-1, to one, but he knew he couldn't give up another one, and he goes post to post. You know, and, and, and the fifth goal is, is where the high danger stuff, I lose the sympathy for Grubauer because it's like that's, that's a nothing play. And you, in no way, should that have been a goal. Right. And like, you can't even really blame Patrick Nemeth. There's a bouncing puck he kicks at, and he tries to get to it. So did three other guys as the puck worked its way through a sea of bodies, and then just lands right Cop on Andrew. Didn't Cop's even stick. shoot it. He just whacked at it, cause, uh, right. Like everyone else, all he did was he just, oh hey, it's a bouncing puck, and I'm just gonna swing at this wildly because that's what that's what you do at, at bouncing pucks. It yeah. just. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, you lose a game because your goaltender just can't. And this is this is like the Vancouver game. He just couldn't stop anything. And yeah, there were some mistakes. There were some high quality chances given up. But he gave up seven in that game. You know, and that was an overtime game where the Avs scored six goals. You know, they had a four-one win in Calgary and and gave up five third-period goals. Like. All those losses are starting to starting to add up, man. Where you're saying, "Hey, your team, your team produced," 
I mean, it's a three-goal league. You get to four goals, you should probably win most nights. Yeah, yeah. You get to you get to five goals. I just <laughs> let's jump out of here. He can't. He can't play again on this trip. He can't play again. I I think we've said everything that's true. The Abs are the better team all night. The numbers say it. The eye test said it. Everything said it. Phil Grubauer wasn't good enough. Phil Grubauer hasn't been good enough. There were some close, man. There were some mistakes made, of course. But to your point, there's always going to be mistakes. Find me a game where any team in the NHL gives up zero high danger chances. Let me before we leave. Zero scoring chances. Look at the graphic that's on NBCSN right now. McKinnon versus Line. Patrick Line sucks. I've always felt he was overrated. I, I was gonna say, I remember you after his rookie year, you saying, "Yeah, he's not very good. like he's a good scorer. He's a really he's an elite shooter, but he has no there's no hockey sense. There's no feel for the game. There's no hockey intelligence whatsoever. He's a big guy that shoots a bomb of a shot. And he's gonna score forty goals a year, and he's gonna put up twelve assists." And he's just gonna kind of he's gonna score a ton of power play points. I'm sorry, he's gonna score a ton of power play goals. Right. And he's gonna get he's gonna get paid like crazy because goals. I mean, goals are are money, that and that's great. But trying to I mean, uh, let's be honest here. Patrick Line is not even on the same planet as Nathan McKinnon as a player. He had he had 20 goals in November, in all of October, all of December, and now a week into January, he's got seven. And seven assists, by the or no, excuse me, four. All of December, all of October, all of thus far in January, he's got four goals. 20 of them came in November. He's got seven assists on the year. The dude can shoot. And that's and, it. And he can tee him up from the Ovechkin spot. But the, the line A or Matthews, and and yeah, them even having the graphic of McKinnon versus Line A is a it's a joke, joke, dude. It's it's a waste of time. You know, Winnipeg's top line is the only one that gets super super excited to play Colorado because they destroy. They own these guys. They're like, all Johan Franzen on, on on all of their birth certificates. It just says Winnipeg's top line. <laughs> and Colton Sissons. Colton Sissons is like a team thing. Wah, wah, wah. All right, let's get out of here. 21 to 21 in shots on goal. Did they change that last one to Landeskog yet? Did they? Yep. Nailed it. Yep, so he gets career high. You get a career high January 8th. You don't think he can get uh, 40? I don't think he will, just because this is another one where it's a deflection. He now has eleven deflection goals out of twenty-seven, and I just feel like I just feel like that well is going to run dry. It will, but at the same time, you see him working on it in practice, and he's a big body going to the front of the net, and and he he tracks the puck really well. I'm not saying he's going to get, you know, this many tipping goals every year. What's up, Rene Bork? But uh, well, but just but, like I'm just saying, like history has shown, like guys don't like you don't score forty, you know, and twenty five of them are deflections, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's like it's like the hardest way to go about <laughs> getting to forty <laughs> is trying to do it without shooting pucks. Because <laughs> that's the that's the funny part is that he's getting shot on goal credit for all these deflection goals, and mm-hmm. he's not shooting. Yeah. He's just he's just swatting at pucks as they fly by him. And so I um I don't I don't think he'll get to 40, but he could. For Colorado's contract's sake, they'd probably want to hope not. <laughs> well, they have the standings up. Minnesota God. has gotten hot. God, how frustrating is tonight, man? Like and it's 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 just because they've played such poor hockey for weeks. They started to figure it out over the last couple of games. And then tonight, in a building that they don't do well in, against a team that they haven't they haven't played well against very often the last few years. Even games they've won, they've been pretty I would say 
outplayed pretty fairly mm-hmm. by the Jets, even in games in Denver where they won last year. Right. Um, and tonight, no Bufflin and no Ehlers, and you lose 7-4. to four. Like, you treated them like they were missing two of their best players in terms of how you got there, you know, and in terms of the flow of the game and who really done, who was who was the team with the puck and did what they, you know, really dictated the flow of the game. I just, it's just real frustrating. It's super frustrating to watch, no doubt. I'm really, now I'm disappointed we don't have sound on because yeah. Jared, Bedner, Jared Bedner needs to just be like, we're, we're calling Fransu's up and Varley gets the start tomorrow and Varley's the guy the rest of this trip and Philip Grubauer is, you know, we're going to deactivate him for, for mental health reasons for the next two weeks. He can't play again on this trip. I don't care what happens with Varley tomorrow. Varley could go out and give up 12 tomorrow, and there's no way Philip Grubauer can go back in the net on this road trip. Well, there you have it. And that was, for the record, that's why Gruby didn't get pulled tonight. Was right, the back-to-back. Right, right. Back. Right, right, yeah. I saw some people who were like, oh, why didn't he get pulled after the third or fourth goal? Like, under normal circumstances, he totally would have been. And even that's questionable because you're punting right. tonight. You're saying, okay, well, we're, we're packing it in. So, yep. And and just imagine, maybe Varley comes in and he doesn't give up a goal. Maybe he only gives up the one. And, you know, you don't know what that world looks like. Right. Well, it's all. Try to win the game that you're in. Stop trying to get cute with one, you know. You only have so many opportunities to pick up points. Don't mm. worry about tomorrow. Right. All right, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. For AJ Hayfley. I am Jesse Montano, as apparently is a much bigger deal to people than I thought. This has been the BSN Avalanche Podcast. Big shout out to Piffler's uh, Bar and Grill out here in Lakewood. And we always enjoy it when we're here. Little Pub Company always treats us well. Thank you guys all so much for listening.